Yes, yes, yes. You're listening to the Word Spoken Podcast, the poetry podcast that brings you the best. How are we all doing? We're living our lockdown lifestyles and it's all getting a bit gloomy, isn't it? This kind of never-ending nightmare doesn't seem to uh, have an end in sight. But don't you worry. This poetry podcast is going to give you your poetry fix during lockdown. And what we got this week is the final part, part four of the season one recap. Now to do this again, I got the wonderful Billy PN to come and join me. And we go through four, the last four episodes from season one. Now, I really enjoyed doing this. We get to listen to some really awesome poems. The first of which is actually by yours truly, Billy P.N. Then after that, we have Danny Martin, followed by Mr. Melise. And to cap things off, we have Poet Curious. Now, just like last week, let me remind you that if you want to watch the entirety of this episode, you can. It's going to be up on YouTube. The entirety will be up there as a video so you can watch myself and Billy natter away about spoken word. But also you can see the clips recorded from when the poems you're about to hear were performed on the show. So, yeah, if you want to give that a check out, I urge you to go and do so. Um, Hit up Word Spoken Podcast on YouTube and, yeah, you can find all of the video content that we have up there right there now i will just say as well you know people always say this or big plug bloody blah, good stuff but it would be really cool if you could subscribe to the youtube channel um give everything likes do that bell thing oh do you know what i hate i feel like a right idiot saying all this but if you could do that that would be cool you know help this thing grow i'd be really grateful anyway so we're gonna jump straight into it this is myself and billy part four season one recap Hello, hello, hello. How are we all doing? This is Recap Part 4. and We've got the wonderful Billy PN back in the studio. How are you doing? Hey, I'm back again like that rash you thought you got rid of. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for having me, man. Really happy to be here. You're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. How's things? Are you doing well? Yes, another week flies by and much the same. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) yeah, I mean, I'm just plodding on. I'm hoping, hoping that we all get to go back to our normal lives and drink pints in the pub soon. Don't we How are you? (laughs) I'm good, you know. I think uh, that's... Someone was asking me the other day, like, what is the main thing you miss? And honestly, it's it's pints in in a pub. Oh, Give me a cold, refreshing craft IPA ale and a packet of sweet and sweet and sour crisps. Not sweet and sour crisps, sweet chili crisps. <laughs> Give me it. Oh, you hipster with your ale. Yeah, the the, uh, the lovely sunny weekend uh, was sort of brought around. A bit, it was a dark twist to have to sip a can of Stella that was slowly going warm. I would have much rather have been in a pub in the river. Uh, but we move. Yeah. We're here. We're ready for another podcast. I'm so excited. Oh. Yeah, we are. And I'm so excited about this because, well, look, first of all, we're starting off with you, but let's just go through the lineup that we've got. We've got <laughs> Billy PN, who is right now with us on wow, the Oh, she sounds amazing. Herself. She does. Do you know what? I think she's great. Um, and we've got Danny Martin, Mr. Melise, and then finally Poet Curious. Um, so four poems awesome. here from this. The reason why there aren't five is because episode 20 was perfectly aligned with the whole crisis. Uh, of uh, getting people down it just couldn't really happen like I had loads loads of people booked in I had about three and then I got ill once so I cancelled and then they would get ill so it didn't happen so instead we actually put out a live um, episode which was recorded with Off The Chest 
So that was episode 20. But we've got 15 to 19. Um, and the first, the first poem we're going to go over is by yours bloody truly. Oh my so, goodness, what an honour. <laughs> your time to shine. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about this piece, which is called Anxious. It's called Anxious, yeah. Um, I It's just a piece that I wrote um, in response to all of my brain fog. And I think it's... Um, you know, there's so much to say about our mental health and poetry, mental health and poetry, and a lot of people explore it. And I haven't done a huge amount of that, but um, this was my sort of dipping my toe into the water of it. And I did really enjoy writing it, um, as much as it's sort of painful to think about, you know, what is wrong with my head and why do I struggle with certain things or, blah, you know, so on and so forth. I found it really nice to introspect and write. So mm. yeah, um, I, you know, and look. I'm amazing. I'm awesome. It's going to be great to review myself because I give myself 10 out of 10 immediately. 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> I like would have gone with nine, but that's fine. Oh, wow. Okay. That's like an arrow to my heart and I know you don't mean it. So I don't. <laughs> I don't. No, do you know what? I think this is a really great piece. And I remember this was the first one you did out of the three you did yeah. on the show. And it was a great way to kick things off. Like it was, uh, it was great. It was cool. Thanks, man. Um, Thank you so much. No, you're more than welcome. And look, uh, I think we should hear it. That's what we should yes. do right now. So uh, the first poem that we're going to be hearing in the part four of this recap episode is with the wonderful co-host herself, Billy PN, and it's called Anxious. These days I collect streaks on the car map, not Snapchat. I prescribe meditation like medication for the soul because that medication they prescribe me feels like a cold bat to the side of my skull. The hole this disease leaves in my head feels like a vortex. I get stressed, I get vexed, like who's next and what's next and get up and get dressed. You can't stay in this cold bed all weekend. You're lazy. You're worthless. You're nothing. You deserve this. In this world of self-serving and self-earning and self-yearning, it is hard not to feel like you are not self-worthy. It's like, I've got this disease where I've got overactive empathy in a world run by narcissists. And I would know I've got a psychology degree. Those of us who love true and love deeply aren't the fools. Love, meet me halfway. I am sick of being cool. I am sick of pretending that I like house music. The same beat just loops around and I can't dance to it. I am sick of working when I don't feel like it. I am sick of pretending that I don't need kindness. Overthinking these problems, I've got analysis, paralysis. This canister of pressure stops me from getting a level handle on this and I overthink my problems till inaction leaves me powerless when all I really need is just a second to try and process this paradigm of mine leaves me blind sometimes i can't see beyond my own eyes sometimes i really believe my own lies sometimes i pay big to fake a high sometimes i can't feel beyond my lows sometimes it's like i can't i can't feel my toes oh fuck i am numb it starts in my extremities. My hands start to buzz and then go dead completely. Loud noises scare me. Cars can't go too fast. I put my fingers in my ears when freight trains go past. I can't hoover on my own. I can't blow dry my hair. I definitely can't contemplate the gapingly transient nature of human existence. I can't drink caffeine anymore. Having to face the grind whilst the richness of my essence is crushed out of me into a bitter black broth is too much for my soul to endure. I've got no patience these days. 
So I guess I'm better off than the NHS, but if you were to take an x-ray of my chest, you would find a swarm of bees where my heart should have stayed. I failed to train my mind. Instead, it just loops round and round. Call me the circle line and it's fine. I'm fine. Honestly, I am fine. It's just these fake smiles are always running a delayed service, so they seem to reach my face just a minute too late. I'm trying. Heart pounds in my chest. Sweat beads on my head. They say to chase dreams is to hustle, but I just cannot fucking sleep. I'm tired. But it's not that deep. Anyway, mate, enough about me. How are you? So there we go. That was Billy PN. Yours truly. We're anxious. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for performing that again somewhat on uh, Word Spoken in a way. (laughs) Um, It's a it's a one it's a wonderful piece, and I really I really resonate with it. I think lots of people will. Um, and you perform it really well. You really thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. Really what like what like is it like uh, listening back to a piece like that? So I really struggle hearing myself back, and it was something I was thinking about when I came on the podcast, and I always think about when I see recordings of me uh, performing. Is that I'm a nitpicker. Um, I'm a Virgo. I'm very very anal about these things. I just go mm. through, and I'm like oh, I ah, I wish I had mm, and my inflection there and blah, blah, blah. So I think it's a mixture of emotions when I listen back, but especially one that's a bit more emotional. I sort of, I, I maybe I give myself a bit more leeway. I'm like, wow, I was emotional when I was performing that. That's fine. You could do whatever you want, Bill. Like you were feeling it. So yeah, it's sort of a mixed bag. Yeah, I think like how, as a like proportion of all the pieces you write, I feel like that one is quite unique. That's like not in the majority of cases for it kind of being a bit of a different style, perhaps, compared to your rest of your stuff. So do do you find it a bit more intense performing that kind of stuff in a live live setting? I think um, it sort of just feels so much like my own, even though it's really different to other stuff that I've written, that I don't, it sort of just becomes part of that I know how to perform this poem now. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, it's in my, it's in the catalogue or whatever, and it feels like mine. Um, but it's the, what I struggle with is like brand new stuff that I take to a night or whatever to feel it out. And because I don't have the same confidence in the, in the voice, do you ever find that when it's a brand new piece? Oh, and yeah. you're like, oh, I don't know when people are gonna, should I pause here or should I not? And what if nobody laughs? Or, you know, that's what I find is like the more difficult part of performing yeah. poem rather than, yeah. No, I like I like think you're right. I think I think uh, speaking of my kind of point point of view, I I find for me it it takes a couple of times doing it live for me to to really like it. Yeah, um, yeah. The definitely. first time I perform something new live, it's always the worst time I've ever performed it. Oh, 100%. do you know what I mean? It just I have never goes died well. Died on stage. The first time I performed performed anxious was at Chocolate Poetry Club again. Another plug. Another plug. Uh, sponsorship p- pending, um, and I just bombed in like a way that I hadn't really before because I had no confidence in my I was mm. think I'd written it because I was anxious and I was looking into so that's probably had a huge part to play it's um, probably why you called it anxious probably why I called it anxious and then I took it to the stage and I was anxious and I just was not myself and like messed up that all of my lines and had a bit of paper and I was like really sh- and it just was so unlike me and it was because I was like I wasn't backing myself in the way that I usually do so yeah that was a massive learning curve actually that first performance of that poem and I think that's why maybe I'm so warm about it now because it feels more like home I've sort of wriggled into it and I like I enjoy performing it a lot now it is yeah I think I think we can often be our own worst 
enemy when it comes to writing and performing like you kind of said there that you nitpick for your work and when you listen back Mm -hmm. to it i mean i i'm i'm certainly someone that kind of does that um you know if if there's if there's if there's a pause too long or too short or you don't quite pronounce a word or whatever it's it's really really annoying isn't it 100 and time moves really do you ever find that time moves really slowly when you're on stage so something that feels like you've paused for huge effect you look back and it was like "Hmm." yeah no 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 that's 100% 100% insane right. how your brain just sort of slows down a gear when you're performing to sort of that adrenaline and the rush of it all uh yeah. it means it's a completely different experience for you than it is uh for the people watching it's very bizarre that is like that it. is really true that like point that like point you make of when you pause and it feels like a f- like eternity and then you listen back yeah, and it was yeah, like yeah. actually quite quick you could have been a bit yeah. slower and <laughs> there was nothing wrong yeah, yeah. Do you, when you're when you're up on stage and you feel perhaps some nerves coming in or that kind of mm. self doubt kicking in what how does how do you how does your reaction play out like what what are the things which you find quite like do you have to kind of cope with or push down whilst you're on stage <laughs> Yeah, I get a lot of nerves beforehand. I'm a nightmare. Before I go on any night, I it's like not worth talking to me because I just sit there like head in hands, like I sh- imposter syndrome. I don't know the words. Um, and when I get on, I think uh, most of the time, 99% of the time, I sort of almost, once you're on, it's like, well, I'm here now. Yeah. So it's it, what's going to happen is going to happen. And I think if you give yourself the time, personally for me anyway, if I give myself the time whilst I'm on there to think you don't know the next part or you, uh, what you, blah, blah, you know, the, the uncertainty creeps in, that's when I lose it, when I, la- when I let the other voice come in because I'm not giving all of it into the poem, which I think mm. is probably why I perform so much when I'm, when I'm there is because I like, I'm because sort of putting myself really in the shoes of the poem yeah. Uh, yeah and it sort of like allows me to have the blinkers on that mean that um i don't get that sort of like external but very internal voice sort of like yeah, getting yeah, yeah. in the way yeah i think everyone does have to kind of block block that out and some people will perhaps find it a bit easier than others um but yeah it's certainly something that you don't look at all like yeah, when you're performing yeah, live yeah. like you don't Thanks see out. it in in the poem it's a very uh, yeah it's a choice it. that i make just smile uh, <laughs> <laughs> no it's not and i tell you what else really makes a difference is a warm audience because we're mm. all human beings and people fluff their lines and people lose their confidence or they get on stage and they're not feeling it anymore and the difference in a, an audience that are there and are with you and supportive you know, I've been to nights where I've stumbled on a line and everyone just click, click, click. You got this. Take it back. Blah, mm. blah, you know. And it, it can be, you can you see it. It's not just for one person or, you know, it's for every single person. It's that supportiveness that really drives you through to the end, you know. Yeah, no, you're and, right. and makes it, I think once you start to think this is a fuck up and everyone hates me, then of course your whole body language changes and you can't get it out. Whereas if everyone's like, yeah, we're so excited to hear what's going to come. Like, whenever you're ready, babe. But then yeah. you're like... Oh, I got this. This is going to be great. No, you're right. Okay, cool. So let's move on to the next poet that uh, yes. we had on Word Spoken, and that is a wonderful, the beautifully talented Danny Martin. What um, guy? Uh, yeah. Do you know what this is? Uh, again, I met him. Guess where? At Chocolate Poetry <laughs> Club. Um, but when I met him, uh, he had kind of been he he had done a bit of spoken word live, and his first kind of um, thing that he did live 
ended up being something which was really successful. He went up with BBC mm-hmm. Words first um, and really kind of um, smashed it on his first go. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then he had a bit of a break from it. Um, and I think I kind of saw him when he was getting back into it all. Um, and he was a performer on the night which just jumped off the lineup for me. Like, I thought he was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. He's um, a real performer and um, definitely always stands out. And whenever I see him in a show, he's got a really yeah. unique voice. Yes, he does. And and his what I quite like about him is his his his, his tone is really like raw and uh, the huskiness of husky. it. Husky, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I think we should just hear it and then we'll have a little bit of a chat more about him afterwards. So uh, this is Danny Martin with influencers living our dreams. Awesome. Enjoy. Nowadays, there is no such thing as mystery. There is only ever internet browser history. Everything is clocked between the Insta and Snapchat story. Forget them fame fables your dad told you they no longer exist. Forget his past glories because he'll all be logged in videos and pics on his Facebook page. And if it isn't, then did it even happen? Me and your mum, we met in a bar, exchanged nowadays for me and your mum, we met through having four bars of signal strength. I now pronounce you husband and Wi-Fi. Forget nighttime antics because we've got Netflix. And we wonder why the younger generations find it so hard to mix when they won't dare go outside or go camping because you can't get 4G in the sticks. And now they just stick to sticking inside on their USB and joysticks. I hope they grow out of that by the age they reach the Amazon Prime. Swipe left, people have just become so disposable. Swipe left into that virtual black hole. Swipe left on the potential one because there's plenty more where that came from and you won't have to worry about them because you can lose as many people in your life as long as you don't lose your phone. I still remember my first pack code. Even in relationships, they never seem to last because he was too busy playing games. That's why he never ticked all of his Xboxes because he was too busy playing games on his Xbox and he forgot about her the way FIFA forgot about career mode. And she was just too busy to notice because she was focusing on her Instagram career though. Instagram followers over actual friends like in this virtual reality reality we live in who actually needs them if I'm having any problems I can just post an emotional selfie to FB and someone that doesn't even know me will tell me that they're here for me babes I'll reply saying I'll PM you later just to add to the mystique we put a price on fame over happiness, like fake breasts and an enhanced arse are worth getting on the bus to work for another few years instead of driving that new car because you've got 6,000 followers now and 600 likes on your latest picture from people as close as your BFFs to places as far as Qatar and people up in your mentions telling you you're spectacular and you're like, rah! Use my discount code for pretty little thing. Remember, kids... No one's ugly, they're just poor. But have no fear for at 500 Twitter because we can give you all these Kardashian treatments and more. And don't worry about being riddled in debt because you have up to 10 years to pay for it until your veneers fall off and you need a new set. But then we've got another finance deal to replace it. That's nowadays life cycles, no Bibles, just heat magazine, good light in and a phone case that doubles back as a charger. Fresh trim, cheat on your girl every weekend, but you can never cheat on your barber. That's a fresh fade, filtered face, buy bottles with your monthly pay just to get laid in your mum's flat. But don't worry about her being there, because someone's got to pay for your leaky taps, and she can't charge you rent when you want to get white girl wasted off for all of that. And it seems, influencers live in our dreams. The people highest up give us the lowest self-esteem. See, that's peer pressure for that hill figure sweater. Insta is where them fake ballers at. 
They make us hate ourselves and love their wealth. Taking Photoshop mirror selfies that don't reflect themselves. That's why we can't even go to the grocery store without picking up a chocolate bar and feeling insecure. And that's why we're dealing with some issues that you can't believe. Social media is a facade. It's all make belief. They say a picture says a thousand words, but there's a thousand words behind every picture that they don't want you to see. There's a thousand words behind every picture that you don't want them to see. That is, that's great, isn't it's it? so good. <laughs> wow. It's a really amazing poem. Like, I love the line where he kind of says, I now pronounce you husband and Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his wordplay in it is so smart, man. It's he's really good. He's really taken, yeah, he's taken great pains to make sure that it's clever, but also really accessible and really, like, interesting. And, yeah, I really like that piece a lot. Yeah. One of the things I like remember him kind of speaking about on the show and just when I've had conversations with him is that he feels that kind of from his background, right, uh, all of his friends and his family, like they're not in the creative Mm. world at all. His parents don't really understand what spoken word is. He feels like it was something that was just so out of of the world in which he was kind of brought up in. Um, Mm. So what I really love about him is he's clearly got a talent for it. He's really yeah. good at it. And he kind of puts that all all to one side and, and, and proves that it really, like, poetry is accessible and open to anyone. Like, it really doesn't matter, like, yeah, where you're from, who you're, like, what, what kind of upbringing you have, right? Everyone's got a voice. Um, and whether or not your friends understand what the fuck you're doing, like, blabbering yeah. away on a microphone <laughs> or not, it doesn't matter. Yeah, a hundred percent. He's a really cool guy. And I think he, what really struck me about your conversation with him was like his talking about how he sort of compares himself all the time to everybody and how he's trying to like get away from that comparison being sort of like thieving all of your joy. I mean, it's something I'm so guilty of. Mm. And it really stuck with me what he was saying about it, just to try and like moving away from that and having your own voice and finding your individuality. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was really good chat. No, he's, yeah, he's definitely a kind of one to watch out for. He was also on the Trouble Tongues um, open he was, mic yeah, slam yeah, yeah. lineup. Awesome. He did really well. Do you know what he did? Um, his poem, the poem in the Mirror. Mirror Match. Was it called Mirror oh, Match? Yeah. I can't remember Whoa. what it's called. That was so good. It it's was incredible. Performance. That was performance. It was amazing. Because he yeah, kind of, he, he basically lined up his phone, right, to point at the mirror and then performed it through the mirror. And the whole whole concept of the... Through to the camera, yeah, yeah. Of the kind of pieces, like him doing a battle rap against himself. It's really good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like that bit in 8 Mile where, yeah. uh, you know... Slim Shady is like, what more can you say about me? Like, you can't, you can't battle rap me now. Yeah, yeah, because said it all. It was that, but it was so good. Yeah, because he ends it with that quote from Eight Mile. Yeah, I really urge people to go yeah. and like find that piece online somewhere because it's great. Mirror match. I think it's on his Instagram. Yeah, 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 it is fire. So yeah, that is the wonderful Danny Martin. Um, so look, next up we had uh, a guy who goes by the name of Mister Melise. Now, ah, uh, yes, it was a pleasure having this guy on. Have you, have you, have you seen him live yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him. Uh, well, I did you see him? Times I saw him. The most memorable one was the first time I saw him, which was Mind Over Matter in Brixton at the Ritzy. Yeah, and um, did you do knife he sentence? did Knife Sentence. Yeah, and it was just one of those ones. I think I read recently. You know, the measure of a poem is the silence that it leaves after it, and that. 
the silence after that is just insane everyone is just taking it in still like as you know the mm. words really really resonate and hit home and i think it's that yeah. awesome mix of activism and poetry sorry i cut you yes. off but yeah no 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 go 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 you're right I, I i like i like think it is i think he there's there's so much passion in his words and they they have so much weight um yeah. you know lots of people i think including myself you know end up writing about myself and that that can be yeah. like enjoyable for some people because you're being open and honest but when you when you when you marry the two things of having words which have a big impact and then yeah. by by performing them in a really engaging and clever way mm-hmm. that little combo is like that's a sweet spot isn't it it's a sweet spot and it's like hearing all of the awesome stuff he's doing in the community that he's from with young men and you know and encouraging them to move into creativity rather than Mm. that sort of you know aimless teenage thing that a lot of people fall victim to when they're young um i think it's just awesome and the way that he presents his poetry it's not pretentious it's not i'm your older you know i'm your mentor and here's what i have to say about it it's not you know patronizing it's just really really powerful and really emotive and i think that's yeah it's he's an awesome awesome voice to add to the add to the scene yeah no he is and um so he he was a uh for people that don't know who he is he was a mc for a number of years under the name champagne, champagne bubbler. bubbler champagne yeah bubbler. yeah <laughs> so, i wish i wish i could see like i wish i could have seen him live and then do you know what i mean now i know him i yeah. wish like, i would have seen him upstage been like, in cavos back in day <laughs> champagne, yeah. champagne bubbler yeah <laughs> um so but what i think what that kind of means is his he knows how to project how to project his voice and he mm. knows like he's just got such a cool tone and sounds yeah, he does. to he his really performance does. um and you know he's obviously been in the music industry for a while so he puts pretty much everything to music um yeah. as we spoke about last week you know that can in some cases really add a lot to your piece and i think in mm. his case i mean they just perfectly line up yeah Um, it's a real testament to his skill in both um poetry and music that they are these sort of you know the separately they're amazing the track is amazing on its own the words are amazing they come together and it's just this awesome collaboration between the two yeah so just to people aware that that knife crime piece is called knife sentence it's up on Mm -hmm. youtube with the words uh at word spoken podcast um and yeah he basically that that was the first piece he wrote as spoken word Um, and he then set up pretty much off off the back of it a charity called Knife Crime Victim Su- Victim Support. They have a Facebook page, a Twitter page, and so on. So, so make sure you go and follow. And yeah, he essentially helps mentor young people who are at risk of getting involved with gangs, and um, helps them through workshops, creative workshops to create some music, do some yeah. poetry, some spoken words, some rap. Um, and he proper just makes a real grassroots difference. activism, proper going into your community and making a difference with the people that need your help and support and yeah. guidance. Like it is the the dictionary definition of a activist and a poet. And I love it. I love yeah. it. It is. So look, where the the poem we're gonna hear is called Flowers Through Concrete. Um, and this is a bit of a different vibe to the knife sentence piece. This is a kind of like mm. love love piece. Um, but it's it's great with some lovely music it's behind. Lovely. Um, so let's jump on and hear it, shall we? This is Mr. Melise with Flowers Through Concrete. 
You know sometimes when you're walking along a path and you might randomly see Some flowers amongst grass seemingly growing straight through the concrete Well that's like you and me Because somebody might just walk past and not necessarily appreciate the beauty Or understand what we went through just to be here When we met it was like we realised we were planted in the same space for a reason You've been trying to climb through hard times and I think you said you had a feeling That my story wasn't much different The more we talked, the more we gave each other pieces of us. And in order to move forward, we needed to make peace with our past. There were times when I'd lift you on my shoulders and try to leapfrog over our barriers. Not knowing what the future holds, or where the wind would carry us. But still, we fell head over hills through meadows and fields. I'm not sure when, but we agreed to let go and build. And you could talk to me about all your insecurities. Lay on my chest and fall asleep with my loyalty Honestly I had trust issues then But I promised you all of me Anyway I rate the way we can rave till the next day Or just stay in sometimes Watch films and get a takeaway Totally entangled babe Away from our enemies Playful but penniless Just making our memories Us against the world And nobody could F with this Remember this When I was sitting on your kitchen side and you tiptoed to get a kiss Now that's ultra cute I don't know what it is but I feel proud when I'm holding you And I hope you're proud too going out with an older dude But age is nothing but a number, I'll be flirty forever We can always mess about and be nerdy together Talking for hours about space and religion Even though your opinion is majorly different You'd get angry when I talked and get mad when I didn't So I called you a brat Because with you there's no winning Like when you asked me to choose Out of five pairs of shoes And I'd say the black ones So you'd wear the blue But that's just you And that's just me trying to help with your heels My way of saying thank you Because you helped me to heal You see that right there Yeah I felt it for real Which is why when your eyes are wide shut And the stars are luminous I whisper in your ear that you're the centre of my universe Because you mean more to me than just a Pandora bracelet We've laughed and we've cried We've handled it We've faced it So today is your day Go and choose your best dress We'll go out and celebrate the prince with his princess And we'll walk along the path where the grass and the flowers grew And I'll turn around and say P.S. I love you So that was Mr. Melise with Flowers Through Concrete and that Amazing. was just a wonderful piece, wasn't it? Really lovely piece, um, like an ode, like an old school ode to someone that you love. It was really, really nice. Um, yeah. I like the way there's kind of lots of references in there, which just are very like day-to-day things, right? But when he tells it in that way yeah. with that music behind it, it just adds so much meaning to the beauty kind of... in the beauty in the simple and the normal the and everything that we all, you know, take for granted. Yeah, and I think as well what he demonstrates quite quite well there is uh when it comes to writing, um we're talking of like the beauty in the simple and so like when you write concisely and simply in a way that yeah. you know to the listeners very easy to understand and very image to kind of very easy to build up that image that you were trying to create like weirdly it's actually quite hard to do that well and i think yeah. in, that, in like that piece he does that 
very well, doesn't he? He does it beautifully. It's a really mm. lovely piece. Yeah. So yeah, thank you to Mr. Melise. He's also, by the way, he's got an EP out, um, which if you want to find the link straight to it, then head to the at Wordspoken podcast uh, link tree, which is a link in the bio on the Instagram page. Um, and why you want to do that is because uh, some of the money raised from uh, people downloading that EP, which is a great EP, but is going to help the NHS out amazing, in this kind of amazing. troublesome time. So yeah. yeah. Massive shout out to him. Big um, shout out to Mr. Melise. Good for him. And also talking of the NHS, we haven't oh, brought this yeah. up yet. Speaking of the NHS, it's right here. <laughs> we haven't Shonka. kind of given your t-shirt a mention. I know, Look at that. I know. There it is in all its glory. That's a wonderful piece of work. Now that is by the fantastic Black School. It is. I feel like the NHS greatly loved but underfunded. <laughs> um, Love it. Yeah, it's by Blackscore, who is an amazing poet and also a designer. So he has uh, his own line of clothes. Um, and yeah, he's basically raising money. Although the NHS is not a charity, very much not a charity, and it will need all of our support once this is all over uh, mm. to make sure it stays that way. Um, it is, yeah, he's fundraising for the NHS whilst all this is going down. Um, so the proceeds of the T-shirt go to that. So go over and grab one. Make sure uh, you do, yeah. Yeah. No, I think he's, he's got... Uh, I like follow him on Instagram, of course, and he always puts up very, like, quite funny topical uh, pieces, some air yeah. images. Uh, he's very good at, like, blending brand logos to make something else. He's, yeah, yeah, it's a lot Go of satire and, and pointing the finger at the man, which we love. Mm. The system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's Black Score. And that was Mr. Melise. So, the last and final poet and poem that we're going to hear of season one in these recap episodes is Poet Curious. Yes, um, the wonderful Poet Curious. The wonderful Poet Curious. Now, again, as we kind of mentioned last week uh, with Tyrone Lewis, this is someone that's uh, been in the scene in a while uh, yeah. and that brings with him, as a result of that, a lot of experience and a lot of know-how and a lot of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was something that really jumped out at me when we were recording the episode, like... He had a Absolutely. lot to say. He was, it was a really, really good episode. Another one of those where you sort of are like trying to furiously take notes uh, the whole time to see how someone else has made the magic. Um, but I thought he had some really interesting points that were quite objective about the scene, talking about, you know, like sometimes that criticism that we sort of all, uh, we, we're not, you know, we maybe lack a bit of criticism for yes. each other and ourselves and pushing ourselves to be better and be amazing. I found that really um, interesting and yeah, definitely was food for thought. That is a really good point. I think that was something which hadn't come up really on on the show yet. And it did kind of get me thinking is, you know, as we've mentioned a lot on the show and also in this episode, that Mm. the the poetry scene is a very supportive one. Yes, Uh, so supportive. uh, And that's definitely one of its strengths. There's no doubt about that. But I guess potentially one of the downsides to that is is we lack potentially a bit of uh, criticism, which, which would egg everyone to kind of always make sure they're performing their best and maybe push yeah. everyone to a higher standard maybe that's something that you know we as a scene could work on it's quite hard though because it's hard and i think this is the thing like chris is uh, poet curious is the nicest nicest guy he runs rise up with prestige carla and they are just like the most warm lovely duo on the scene mm. they're so supportive and nurturing and encouraging and there is so much room for that in the scene and people really appreciate it but I think what uh, Perk Curious was talking about like getting that edge and becoming a better artist definitely yeah. requires criticism it definitely requires people to look at your work with a more scrutinous eye so that yeah. you can 
grow and craft and you know get better otherwise you just write the same poems over and over again and <laughs> yeah no you're right it's it's you know something we all kind of have to uh Definitely. think about and do so okay so let's uh i think we should hear the yes, last poem please. that we're going to get from poet curious so this is a wonderful piece he wrote this um it was after reading i can't remember the name of the poem but it's uh they they went to see a, they went to see in a ship they did they went to see in a ship uh it's like a childhood children's poem um why can't i remember it anyway that um and uh it's a it's a marvelous piece he kind of uh likes to kind of bring current world issues in into the same rhyming scheme and the same cadence as that as that original piece um and it's a wonderful piece it's called to see and this is poet curious enjoy they went to sea in a ship they did in a ship they went to sea Inspired by all that their friends would say At the crack of dawn on a stormy day With their kids they fled to sea They saved for months A few thousand pounds A couple pulled out and a few more were drowned But the rest called aloud We had no choice Oppression has taken our rights and our voice And our governments all talk in spin Far and few Far and few were the lands where the refugees live The things they've seen And the things they knew meant they went to sea just to live. Now they sailed across seas in a truck they did in a truck that drove so fast. With only a couple survivors' tales, the blindest faith in the memory of wailing mothers whose sons didn't last. And they spend their nights in monoxide haze and each of them says how many more days though I feel so rough and this voyage be longer. Hope that my dad wasn't rash nor wrong though he cried all the way in the car. Far and few, far and few are the lands where the refugees live. Queasy green and their hands cold blue, but they went to sea just to live. Now the memories of slaughter bore deep in, cause slaughter's bore deep in. So to keep themselves sane, they sang and drank in between borders of distant lands and they shiver for more than the cold. All nights and days became as one. With thoughts of home and days of fun Before the storm, before the gun Before the last hug from their mum In the shade of the mountains brown Far and few Far and few are the lands where the refugees live They head for green and pastures new But they went to sea just to live Now they sail to the western seas of course To lands that are famed for their riches And then work long days for very low pay And when certain men come they have to hide away From their life of dishes and sieves No employee rights Though many didn't need them Cause working your ass off to some people's freedom And after a meal and a shave of a razor The rest gets wrapped in a pinky paper And sent in a package back home Far and few Far and few are the lands where the refugees live Now their beds are clean And their shoes are new And they feel like they're starting to live. And in 20 years they might go back, in 20 years or more. It all depends on how they've grown, in a land without family, away from the home and the state of the homeland too. Though most won't go back. If they built up a life, with a job and some kids, a house and a wife, they'll live as your neighbour, moan about rain, the queues for the doctor, the price of the train and eventually the immigrants too. It's ironic, but it's true. Because far and few, far and few are the lands where the refugees live. They're just like me, 
and they're just like you and they have the same rights to live. So there we go. That was Poet Curious with what a, a poem. poem to see. Um, and, you know, he was going to, I feel like we might as well mention this as well. Before the lockdown, he was planning this thing called Free Write Fridays, which I hope oh, will be yeah. kicking off after all this happens. Um, and what a shame it couldn't, couldn't have happened. Uh, the idea... Yeah, it sounds like it would have been really, really cool. Yeah. Like a really fun time. Like the, the, the idea behind it was to kind of have a Friday night where they, there's an open mic, there's a couple of workshops, and also afterwards it's like a bit of a bar and a bit of a drink evening, you know, like a night out kind of thing on a Friday night. Yeah. So make sure you guys check that out. Free Write Fridays uh, when it's back up and running. So look, Billy, that's us come to there a close. Thank- that's been a wild ride <laughs> we've gone <laughs> such amazing poems yeah we've we, we've gone through episodes 10 to 19 from last week and this week and i've really enjoyed it thank you so much for coming on um thank you so much for having me it's been such a pleasure to chat with you about all of these awesome <laughs> awesome artists just sit down and have a natter about all things spoken word and i think you know i wish everyone that's listening well during this weird time hopefully yeah hopefully things are starting to relax you know by the time this kind of is out relax in a way that keeps everybody safe and yeah. everyone stays well and healthy and makes great decisions uh yeah all of our love to everybody listening yes definitely so yeah i think all that's left to do is to say thank you very much billy for coming on thank you very much for having me and thank you henry for hosting the world's best <laughs> spoken word podcast the world's best um, yeah it's been the world's best spoken there aren't that many to choose thank you very much <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway yeah thank you very much Billy and we will see everyone next week thank you thanks bye, bye.